thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. And welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. Thanks so much for joining me today and I can't wait for you to tune in and hear the conversation that we're going to be having uh, in today's episode and, and that's going to be on the topic of sustained weight loss because I think we all know as shift workers this can be an incredibly tricky thing to uh, navigate and you know sort of achieve um overall in the long term. It's why I've brought our registered nurse and functional nutrition practitioner, Patty Telford, who is actually joining us all the way from Vancouver in Canada to talk to us today. As a nurse, Patty has spent her entire adult life battling with her weight and has been on every diet you can imagine, so is more than qualified to be talking to us about this topic today. And I just want to leap straight into the conversation. So I'm going to give a warm and very friendly Canadian healthy shift worker welcome to Patty. Hello. Hi, Audra. Thank you so much for that introduction. That's great. I'm so happy to be here with your people. Yeah, well, hi, all the way up there in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's 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 so good to kind of have you on um, the the show and to, sort of to talk about this topic today, Patty, because I think you know, again, let's face it, weight gain and, and weight fluctuations is unfortunately a very very common thing amongst the shift working population for mm-hmm. a multitude and a myriad of reasons behind it. But what I love about what you what you've done and what you're now doing with your clients is that you're addressing um, what you refer to as that deeper hunger is one of the biggest drivers behind why so many people um, gain weight. And and obviously, um, you know, this is, for me, this is not a topic that I've spoken about on the podcast before. So I'm really, really excited to, um, you know, have this conversation that we're about to do. But I guess to get started, could you tell our listeners a little uh, more about yourself, Patty, like, you know, your background and so forth? Yeah, of course. I'd love to. So um, I was a nurse for many, many years. And as you know, working shift work is is really difficult for a number of reasons. So, um, you know, I didn't eat food at the same time all the time. I wasn't always eating healthy. I was trying to grab things on the run. I was missing meals. I wasn't sleeping great. Um, my stress levels were up. I, you know, I worked in the intensive care area. So I, you know, had a pretty emotionally challenging uh, practice. And it just all compounded and I just continued to gain weight as a nurse. So the weight just kept going on and it went on slowly, but you know, year over year it added up. And, you know, I had, by the time I left the bedside, I had gained a lot of weight. I was well over 200 pounds and then I felt like crap. I just felt terrible. So for many years, that's, you know, that's what I battled. And, and it was common amongst my coworkers. you know, we um, nurses have a tendency to have, you know, the ability to work a lot of variety in, uh, in terms of where they work, but um, it does have an impact. And it certainly had an impact on on my eating. And so I stayed in nursing until about 12 years ago. And then I left and went in to do some consulting. And um, and that was equally as challenging, even though I was on a, you know, what you might call a straight day job. Um, I did a lot of traveling. 
And so I was, you know, getting home late at night and then getting up early. So my sleep was again impacted and all of that. We don't really think about how it's all connected, but it certainly, um, you know, is. And so at the end of, uh, you know, 12 years of working in consulting, I had eaten my way up to 246 pounds and I started to have health problems. And as a nurse, you know, I knew, uh, what the consequences were and that, that didn't make the difference because it wasn't what I've learned is it it's not just about the food it's not just about what we put in our mouths there's so many things that we need to think about we have to think about our bodies we have to think about our minds and we have to think about you know the spiritual part of us and our soul and um and that's where you know I came together to develop the program that I've developed Mm. Actually, I've, I do remember listening or hearing you speak uh, somewhere, somehow, that you did mention that about, you know, it's not just about the food. I think that was a pretty powerful statement because I think for most people, they it is it's that, uh, that food that we think is a real driver behind our weight gain. Is, is that right? Yeah, I, I think that people think that, that, you know, it's that um, if I just eat properly, I'll lose weight. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's some there's some brain science behind it. There's some things going on in our bodies. You know, if we have an underlying um, medical issue that we don't even know about, that could be driving our weight up. Um, and I think nowadays there's just so many different options when you go to the, the food market that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that, um, you know, we get drawn in by organic and uh, grass-fed and all these diff- these pieces of lingo. Um, Low-fat is a really big one that people, you know, get drawn to. And the food that we're actually putting in our bodies isn't that great. And so that just creates um, other issues like inflammation, which leads to all kinds of diseases. And so underneath all of that, I have a really strong belief that um, – you know, there's something that's usually missing in our lives, something that we have, a, like I call, a deeper hunger for. You know, maybe we decided that we wanted to do something in our lives and we gave up on it and we chose something else. And, you know, it's kind of not in the forefront of our mind, but when we start to do some of the deeper work, we can hear that, you know, I actually wanted to be an artist and I didn't think that was a lifestyle that I could go for. So I decided to be, you know, a teacher instead. Like, I hear that a lot with my clients, that there was something that they gave up on. And that's one aspect of what I call the deeper hunger. And so we, what, in my program, we start to look at that and what is it? And, you know, what is it that, um, you know, might be causing you some pain? I mean, one of the big triggers for me in gaining a bunch of weight was when my dad died. And I was 33 years old, and it was sudden, and I wasn't, I wasn't equipped to deal with the pain, and so I started eating. And, you know, I didn't ever probably fully deal with that for a few years, and as a result, I, I gained a bunch of weight because I wasn't eating well. So I think it's a myriad of things. It's not so simple as people think, which is why diets don't work. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you were saying before, you touched on about how there's just so much confusion and there's so much conflicting information out there. You know, there's a paleo diet, the keto diet, the blood um, 
blood type diet and low carb, high carb. Uh, it, it, there is just so much. And look, some of those, um, you know, can have a little bit of um, credit behind them. But I think at the end of the day, it just creates so much confusion for people. And then they feel guilty that you know, particularly if it's something like, you know, low fat or, uh, you know, like they, or carb free, you know, they feel guilty that they have something that, that might have that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that triggers a whole, whole bunch of other things. I mean, um, we won't really go down the low fat path because that's actually been squashed. That was a, that was actually built up on a lot of dodgy science to begin with. You know, our body needs fat. Um, so yeah, that's, well, what do you think then has been the biggest struggle that you felt? over that time with losing the weight, Patty? I would say the biggest struggle was thinking that I had a lack of willpower. You know, I really Mm. thought like, why can't I stick to this? Or I would stick to it for a certain amount of time and I would lose weight. And then as soon as I stopped eating the way that the diet had set me up on, I would gain all the weight back and more. And so I believed it was something, there was something wrong with me, something that, you know, there I wasn't doing right, that I had a lack of willpower and that somehow I couldn't do it and believing for some reason that everybody else could, even though we know from the statistics that, you know, 98 or 99% of diets fail. So um, that was probably the biggest struggle with losing weight for me um, until I, until I got myself on a program, I got myself a coach And um, it was more individualized, the program for me, you know, the food plan wasn't just one food plan for everybody, you know, the same thing, everybody eats the same thing that's printed in the magazine. Mm. Um, So I think that was probably the biggest struggle. And, you know, when I was trying to lose weight as a nurse, and working shift work, it was hard, because nobody ever talked to me about circadian rhythm. And even though I knew that from being a nurse, I didn't think that, well, maybe I shouldn't be eating so much at night while I'm working. Mm-hmm. I, was, I would just kind of flip my day around versus thinking, well, your body doesn't need food at night. You need something to sustain you, but I shouldn't be eating like all of that and then getting up and eating more. So um, nobody ever taught me that when I was working um, as a nurse. I don't ever remember any programs mm. where you know, they said, you're a nurse working shift work. Um, We're going to teach you how to eat properly and get the proper amount of nutrients in when you're working rotating shifts. And I worked a lot of 12 hour shifts as well. Mm, I hear that so, so, so very often. Patty, again, same as you, like with, with my clients and not just that nurses, although the nurses play a big part of it but yeah no one these shift working organizations they they kind of expect their staff to sort of function and perform in a way that their nine to five counterparts um would do as well but as you said it's a whole disruption to the circadian rhythms everything um is kind of almost upside down and when you mentioned as well about the eating flicking everything around i remember um delivering a talk um once and sort of talking about that and the importance of yeah eating sort of minimally when your digestive system is sleeping that's my little tagline that i that i talk about I think people were sort of almost in shock, like because they'd never heard of it before, and they they didn't understand why. And I just think it's you know, had you perhaps had that education and knowledge 
uh, given to you, you know, way back when you started. Maybe not so much, you know, we know that when we're in our early 20s, we think we're indestructible and we do things. <laughs> we don't necessarily believe everything that we get taught, but it can sow the seed so that better education, um, you know, for later on. What, what do you think if you were to sort of talk to your younger you, do you think that would have made a difference? I think it would have made a huge difference. You know what? I mean, people that do shift work, even from an emotional perspective, it's more demanding. Um, Mm. You know, nurses, I think about nurses and flight attendants dealing, you know, where you're dealing with the public on a shift, um, it's more demanding as well. And like, nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever says, yeah, exactly what you're saying, you know, as part of the orientation or as part of the continuing education for, for people working shift work, that we're going to teach you how to eat properly. And we're going to make sure that if there is a cafeteria open in the hospital that it's got food that makes sense for people that are working nights versus all the deep fried food and you know things that are like the worst that you can eat during the day never mind at three in the morning Mm. yeah absolutely and it's 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 amazing isn't it when you think about it that given and and we know that lack of sleep itself depletes the immune system or it certainly knocks it around so Mm. um you know that that's better education on sleep and how that ties in with nutrition and vice versa um yeah is certainly a fundamental part of every shift worker's uh existence you know that's for sure um you touched a little bit uh, on this before patty but could you give me a little bit more of your insights as why you don't believe that diets, you know, work? Because I know that you have been on many and you can probably, well, actually, I was going to say you could write a book on it, but I know that you are writing a book on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, do you know how many diets you've, you've actually been on? I would say probably a hundred different types. Wow. Honestly, like if I, that's probably a really good exercise for me to do is to write out that list. Yeah. You know, of all the ones that I can remember, because, yeah, it just there's always a promise that, you know, you can you can lose weight quickly. And mm. that's that's the kind of culture that we have. We want everything to be a quick fix. We want things immediate. You know, I, I meet lots of clients that are, you know, talk to lots of clients that that want to lose like 10 pounds in 10 days. And you know, I tell them, you, you're not going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. That isn't just water. Or, you know, from you being like eating a lot of salt and a lot of processed food, you might lose eight pounds in the first week, but that is just mostly a ton of water. And that's not you're not losing 10 pounds of fat in a week. Mm. Um, and then I think that that's probably the number one reason is people go after these programs that look like quick fixes they get hooked into that and then the food plans are typically a a real deprivation and a real restriction so when we do that to our bodies our bodies go into kind of shutdown mode and they go into a state and you know this from being a nutritionist they go into a state of almost like starvation And so when we're eating, we're hanging on to everything because our bodies think not much else is coming. And then the second we go off the diet, our metabolism has slowed right down. We then start eating and the food doesn't go anywhere because our metabolism has slowed down and we sort of hang on to it. And that's why we gain more weight back. 
So the quick fix thing is why do- diets don't work. The fact that we eat in a way that slows our metabolism down instead of fueling us properly. Um, the fact that we get really hooked on like low fat um, makes me crazy. Mm. Like you said, you know, our brains need fat. Like when we think about babies and they drink breast milk, breast milk is what almost pure fat. Mm. So, you know, we don't think about like that as an adult because we get so trapped into like all the media and the advertising. Um, So that's another reason. And then I would say the last reason is that there's a lot of like really bad advice out there. People, you know, tout themselves as having like the diet that will work. And they talk about, you know, eating less and moving more and talking about, you know, if you eat certain amount of calories or it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you stay within this calorie count. Like I've, I've got clients that were, have been on like crazy diets where it's like, well, I can only eat, you know, 900 calories. But if I have this, even though it's full of sugar and processed crap, as long as it's within my calorie count. And what I really try to teach my people is you want to nourish your body. You want to eat foods. And I know you're a big proponent of this that are like whole foods that are nourishing ourselves, that will give us proper energy, that will heal our bodies. Um, And I think people, so people go on diets and they're hungry and then they go off them. And then once you go off them, you're just like, oh, who cares? I'm just going to eat how I always eat. And again, we go back to thinking something's wrong with us. And it really is the food plan that you've been on isn't properly addressing the brain science and the body science and all of that Mm, yeah and just can yeah make you feel awful as you said you know a failure i can't do this you know i'll I'll try another one again on monday or try a different one because that one that one didn't work It, it you can see that it can so quickly for so many people and and exactly like your scenario it can go on for years this roller coaster yeah yeah. Yeah, it, it totally can. I mean, I, I talk to people who are and people who are young, they've got multiple health problems now, mm. because from eating such bad food. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's the whole food industry. Um, I like to tell, you know, some people, you know, it's not all, it's not all your fault. <laughs> like it, no. it, it, the food industry is manipulating us so much with, you know, the quality of the food that they're providing for us and what's in the, you know, all this prepackaged stuff and, you know, what you read in the magazines and see in the TV, um, you know, what you were sort of mentioning before. It's, um, yeah, it's if you're kind of in that sort of comparing and what's on Instagram and everything, it, it just can become yeah. so overwhelming. And um, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, it's really sad when I hear about it, that the young people are becoming unwell. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my mentors says, um, if it has a food label on it, don't eat it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Totally. Absolutely, absolutely. Food without ingredients labels are the foods that we should be eating more of. That's right. <laughs> they don't come with an ingredients label because it is what it is. And yeah, what is also too, if, if man made it, don't eat it. <laughs> I 
think is another yeah. is an, is another line uh, as well, which is very difficult to do in you know in this day and age. It certainly makes it well you know a bit challenging. And we know that you know as you alluded right at the very beginning when we work shift worker, we work some crazy hours, and you're under that mm-hmm. that stress and and so forth. That um, it, it can certainly um, make things yeah a lot harder. So tell us. Um, a bit more about your program, uh, Patty. It sounds amazing. I mean, I just love, I just love the name of it. That deeper mm-hmm. hunger program. I just, yeah, I'd, I'd really love to kind of, yeah, hear a little bit more about what's what it's about. Yeah, sure. So I wanted to create a program, you know, you know, my history, and I wanted to create something because I knew that the diet industry was not meeting the needs of people. Who are overweight like it's just not meeting those needs and you know we focus on a goal but we again back to the quick fix and we don't focus on the process and I really wanted to engage people on the process of learning how to nourish our bodies you know even though it's easier though sometimes painful to turn away from our own anguish and our disappointment of ourselves for being overweight and say well it doesn't really matter I knew because it, that's how I was that that wasn't true So I wanted to create a program that looked at the whole person and not parsing people off just to lose weight, um, but really bringing together, as I said before, like the whole body, mind and soul. And so that was my real impetus. And, you know, my my goal in offering this program um, is that every person can have a healthy relationship with food and their body and not have disease like that is my goal for everybody um, because we just struggle so much with everything. And so I created this program. It's, um, uh, it's an online program. So I work with clients around the world and it's uh, currently I have uh, an eight week program and I put people into groups of five. So I also do individual work with people. Um, But most of my programs are in groups, and there's a maximum of five people per group, and it's usually based on your time zone. Um, And I found that that was a a good number for a group um, so that I could really make sure that everybody's getting, you know, kind of the individual attention that they need. So I set people up on a food plan. And it's individualized. I have an hour-long face-to-face meeting with people. We talk about their, you know, their health concerns and um, do they work shift work or where do they work? What kind of job do they have? What, um, you know, what are some of the things that they're interested in? And so then I set them up on a food plan. And the reason I do this in the beginning is because I found in doing the other kind of work that I do with people, if people's minds aren't clear from the sugars and processed foods and all the toxins, that they can't do the deeper work. They can't start to look at all the things that have kept them kind of coming back to the food. So my food pro- program feeds them very healthy food. Um, they come away, not they're not hungry, and they don't have cravings after about a week and a half and two weeks once they get that sugar and flour and processed stuff out of their systems. And then the other components, so that's the body part. The other component is the mind. We start to look at the voice that we have in our heads that tells us, oh, you know, Patty, you can have just one cookie. And then pretty soon we're eating the whole bag of cookies. <laughs> 
Um, so we start to talk to that voice and start to recognize it, um, start to talk about what might pull us to want to binge, what are some of the emotions that come up. You know, when I work with, I work with nurses, quite a few nurses as well, and um, it's really emotional work. And, you know, we give of ourselves all day long as nurses. Mm. And if we don't yeah. have a way of downloading that and taking care of ourselves, then we just we just keep that in our bodies and it holds us in there. So I go to I really go to work on helping people to calm their minds and to get present and to really start to, you know, be in the present, to start to understand what is it my body needs to ask those questions. What is it I'm really hungry hungry for? What is the deeper hunger? Because I think you were on one of our conversations, Audrey, you told me that people can go for days without food, but not very long without sleep. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people think they're going to starve if they don't have something every two hours. And it's, that's just not true. So um, we learn to deal with those kind of voices in the head. And then we go to some of the deeper soul work where I really start to work with people around some of the disempowering beliefs that they carry. One of them that I had was, well, I'll always be fat. That's my belief. I'll always be fat. And then I just, I took actions based on that. It was, that's why the other reason probably diets didn't work for me because I thought, well, the heck with it. I'm always going to be fat. It doesn't matter. This isn't going to work. None of the other diets did. So starting to break down some of those beliefs so that um, we can create some new ones that will have them be empowered and be in a way better position moving forward. And then looking at some of the things that they want in their lives that, you know, they've never gone after. Again, working with a lot of nurses, they don't always know how to say no. That's a big theme that I I hear all the time. They do, they give so much to everybody else. And when I ask them, like, well, what are you going to do on your day off? I don't ever hear what they're doing for themselves. Mm. So that's Mm. kind of it in a nutshell. And um it's, uh, you know, I, I just am so excited when people start to see what's possible for themselves. And, um, you know, they do lose weight on my program, for sure. Um, but they soon very quickly realize that that's not the only component that is going to have them be successful. And that's why I really speak to people about it being a sustainable program, because um, we're not just a quick fix, you know, 10 pounds in 10 days kind of program. Mm. I cringe every time I see one of those pop up. (laughs) Me too. Oh, not another one. And no doubt we're going to see a lot more as we're coming into the new year um, that have those, yeah, promises that, yeah, magic weight loss in in such a short period of time for sure. Um, Oh, look, I loved when you mentioned uh, about the nurses taking care of themselves. Patty, I I hear that over and over again as well in in my own clients. I think nurses um and you know a lot of healthcare pro- professionals i suppose as, as a general thing are amazing amazing at taking care of others um but not so much at taking care of themselves um so that self-care um is something that um yeah needs to be definitely brought in as a part of the the healing i suppose um, and to kind of restore your health back to where it uh, where it should be. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it sounds um, sounds like a, an amazing program. It just sounds very unique. Um, and as I said right at the beginning, it's just um, 
what kind of really sparked my interest um, is the is what you've caught what you've called it obviously because it's it just sounds very unique and it just sounds like it's really something that addresses uh, you know so many different things which is crucial for that you said it yourself that sustained sustained weight loss and 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 um and better health isn't it and more vibrance mm-hmm. and more energy and to be able to be able to live a much healthier life yeah and you know i get lots of people who are on you know medication or diabetics or insulin resistance mm. and you know within several weeks we can get them off a lot of their medications just based on them eating better and you know, taking care of themselves. So Mm, lots of success and that, um, that's really rewarding. And that's really why I do this kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. So when all your nursing um, experience (laughs) kicks into, into gear, that is for sure. (laughs) Well, look, um, this has been fantastic talking to you, Patty. You know, how can our listeners get in touch with you to sort of learn more about your program? What's involved? Like, do you have a website that we can direct them to? Yes, absolutely. Um, the website is www.wisdom, W-I-S-D-O-M, Telford, T-E-L-F-O-R-D, all one word, dot, dot com. Uh, I'm on Facebook under Patty Telford with an I, P-A-T-T-I, and also on Instagram. And I would love to hear from some of your listeners. They can friend me on Facebook and or um, make a comment on one of my posts. And I would be happy to, uh, you know, have a call with them or share more. My Facebook page is loaded with all kinds of information. Um, so I'd be happy to connect with them in one of those ways. Mm, yes, I've even been following your Facebook page. A bit, and it's got lots of very good stuff on it so i definitely encourage yeah i encourage everyone to to do that so yeah well as i said thank you so very much um for joining me today um patty i've you know learned a lot just from our our conversation and it's just been really really lovely talking um to you um today and because i know it's night for you over there so i do appreciate you allocating some time um to talk to me today yeah thanks very much for having me audra Well, so that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit, as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. It also helps if you can leave us a rating, preferably five star, if you really liked this episode, as this will help my podcast to gain an even bigger reach, which will enable me to help more people. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as as you possibly can be, despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.